First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Manaski and I are completely obsessed when it comes to the weather. But I think everybody probably is, right? You have uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up. And for a lot of people, they start taking tomorrow off. For a lot of people, today's their last day mm-hmm. until the weekend. And uh, we've had a little switch in the uh, in the forecast. Well, yeah, it's gotten worse. It uh, has gotten worse. My mother always says, if the forecast is calling for good weather, never trust it. Mm-hmm. But if it's calling for bad weather, you can usually count on it. <laughs> so here's a change. And good morning to uh, Richard. Uh, okay, so here's here's what Richard sent me this morning, and I checked it out. And, and you, like, as you indicated, it's today's going to be nice. Forecast. By the way, today yeah. is actually going to be pretty decent. But here's what he's got here. He says change in course. Friday upper forties with two inches of rain. Saturday upper fifties rain. Sunday upper fifties rain. Monday cloudy mid sixties. Oh well, it is what it is. Now the forecast that I see isn't great, but it's not that bad. It says Friday rain high of fifty four. I show forty nine. Wow. Uh, upper 50s, with Saturday upper with rain. Rain. Here's the problem. Rain, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, it looks like um, Monday we might reach the lower 70s with sun and clouds. So, uh, But, again, that can change. Partly clouds is a good thing. I mean, you'll have uh, more sun than clouds. Uh, but, uh, again, it's Thursday. That forecast usually, the Monday forecast sometimes will change on Saturday or Sunday, depending on how long this cold front swings through and decides to stay anyway uh not looking great for uh, and i where i would be most bothered is if i've rented uh, a camp for the weekend or you're heading up to old forge uh speculator i have a friend in uh and speculator that's saying that um they're looking at temperatures in the 30s uh overnight this weekend oh yeah oh yeah so it's going to be uh, one night this weekend. I think even even down here in the lower elevation, we're we're in the upper thirties overnight, yeah. thirty eight or something. Yeah. Uh, well, the good news is you can uh, drink yourself uh, to warmth. I guess um, if that's what you do, you know what uh, the liquor authority got rid of all of their restrictions yesterday, and and that's effective immediate, immediate. Yeah, yeah. So really, what they're doing is kicking it over to the uh, to the to the health department. So the health department still does have restrictions, and any bar or restaurant has to follow that. The other interesting part of this whole thing is, and I didn't know this, but do you know that if you were fine, if you, you know, we heard all the stories of uh, this bar was fined $10,000. This one uh, had a $15,000 fine. All of those fines have been deferred. Huh? So unless your license was suspended, that's a different thing. If you if it was egregious to the point where they pulled your license, okay, um, there's a fine, and you were and you still were you still had to, I believe, pay for that. But I'm pretty sure everything like um, pick a place. Um, my cousin has a place in 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 Mohawk. I believe, according to what I was trying to dig into yesterday, I believe all those fines have been deferred. Now they're not gone, but it's one of those things where it's it's got a permanent deferral, so or if, a semi-permanent. I don't know how long that lasts. If but. you got a ten thousand dollars fine in June, you had to pay it. No, you didn't have to. Pay no, it. I think all those fines ended up being deferred. Oh, well, didn't some people? I would I would assume. I don't know. Well, this, when people you're paid when, right out of the gate. 
and, and just said I want to get don't this think done so. with. And, I, I think that you agreed the you agreed to make the payment. Well, okay. I, I'd love to hear from maybe somebody who uh, who was fined. From what I understand, you agreed to make the payment, and then um, basically everything was deferred through the pandemic, and it's really? just kind of continued that way. Now, if you were shut down, it's a different story. You're going to have to pay to get your license back. The other thing is some of the places, and maybe you have some knowledge on this, uh, 315-736-0186. The other thing is interesting, too, about this decision yesterday. Um, and actually, I, I was watching the, um, and, and anybody can do this. You just go to the to the Liquor Authority website. Um, I must say it, it can be like watching paint dry. Because you're, it goes through all of these places all over the state that you care nothing about, and then it'll hit something from around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually goes from like ten in the morning until until three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh wow! Yeah, it's long. But I put it down in the background and I'm doing other things. You ought to see me. I duct tape my laptop to my lawnmower, and I'm able to push the lawnmower around. That's not true. <laughs> so the um, so from what I understand is that. Um, if I'm correct, if you negotiated, let's say you negotiated a $10,000 fine and that you would no longer allow, you'd, you'd now close every night at 10 o'clock. You couldn't serve alcohol after 10. Mm-hmm. That, would, that was on your license. So let's say, and I'm just using that as an example. Let's say that the governor said, okay, bars and restaurants can now be open till midnight. Your license still says 10 o'clock. That's what you negotiated as part of your your fine, if you will. So it's $10,000 plus uh, no more uh, this, that, or the other thing. That's on your license. That all goes away as soon as you get your new license, which is expected to go out this week. Interesting. So you'll go back to your – so a bar owner or restaurant will go back to their original – and I think this involves about 150 plus. I don't know if there's any around here, but it involves about 150 plus, according to one of the commissioners, um, about 150 plus licenses. So they'll be getting their old license basically back in the mail, and everything will go back to uh, to normal. But you still have to follow the CDC guidelines, which basically is what the the health department is doing, and that is social distance and wear a mask if you. If you aren't vaccinated, vaccinated people can gather as normal. And, oh, by the way, how do you tell if someone's vaccinated? It's the honor system. Yeah, so the way, and I'm not taking issue with the way with what you're saying, but it's like uh, the, the bars and the restaurants have to follow CDC guidelines. The guideline is if you're not vaccinated, you must wear a mask and social distance. However, the bar owner can't ask you if you're vaccinated. We actually have a, a story on our website that it's like a hip violation for a they business. They can't ask you? They can't really? ask, wow. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. So how it, – it just seems weird to me that the obligation is on the bars and restaurants when they're not allowed to ask you. It's an honor system. The obligation shouldn't be on them. It's actually on you. Well, it is, and and that's why they're – that's why you're – it's the honor system. So – and I believe that defer the, – the deferral, and I might be wrong, that the deferral – may at some point still be due. I don't think it goes away, but I think it has been deferred up to this point okay. on a month-by-month basis. So maybe there are some that say, all right, listen, I've got $10,000. I can pay that without a problem. Here's the money. Uh, give me my license. Make sure I have my license. And uh, no, I, I want to I end this whole thing. 
but others may have uh, may have deferred, and I believe that that deferral is not permanent, but it's been deferred. Oh well, good so for them. I think I'm. Well, that, that will mean though that there are a lot of bars and restaurants. It'll be it'll be coming up on them where all of a sudden they're going to have to pay it. So hopefully they've uh, they they have the ability to get that money. I guess that's what all of that means. So, um, uh, but at some point we uh, we hope to be able to talk to to Greeley Ford and and clarify a lot of this. Uh, but it's been a tough position for for I, I know for uh, for them. I think. Um, in conversations that I've had over the last year with with Greeley, it's very tough, and with bar owners, and uh, uh, this has been a real tough situation for everybody to get through. There's no question, and, and I think they're through it now. We're we're on the other side finally. Yeah, it doesn't feel good to say that to hear that. I read a headline this morning that said this is the beginning of the end of the American pandemic. Let's hope that's the case. Fingers crossed. Yeah, no yeah. question. Yeah. And look, I complain about some of the meetings I have to sit through. Man, Greeley's in one every week from ten to three. Holy Toledo! Uh, yeah, they go on for a long. Well, yeah, because it's also long yeah, time. It's, and they left the main headline as the uh, you know the lifting of the restrictions for the for the end. I'd imagine, but you've got all the uh, okay uh, Willie's Tavern. Uh, they want to apply for their license extension here on uh, Saturday the 14th. Uh, are we going to give it to them? Well, let's review. I mean, that is, that uh, kind of I, I think that is kind of what, in, in a normal, I mean, and that's the thing. If you're, if you're Greeley Ford and you, um, and you said, yeah, I think I, I, I like, I'll be on the liquor authority. I like it. Uh, I will, I will accept this job. It's like um, uh, what's her name, the uh, the former health commissioner uh, in Oneida County. Oh, Phyllis. Ellis. It's like Phyllis was like, uh, sure, I will be the, of course, Oneida County health director. I'll do that. And then the pandemic hits, and then it's like, are you? Ki- I have to deal with this every day, day in and day out. I was supposed to retire at one time. You told me this would be an easy job. Uh, uh, God bless her. She did a very good job for a long time. She and, did. You know, she absolutely did. You know, you talked about those. And meetings. I don't blame her for retiring. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've uh, I've sat through a couple of those, or at least uh, rewatched on YouTube. I, I believe they post those on YouTube. The the meetings. Yes. And yeah, uh, I've yeah. I've sat through at least portions of it, and it just it just shows you where we were in the middle of the pandemic. I think you brought this up at one point, but it's like you listen to the meeting and they're like, oh, not only did they have a cheese platter out, there were people. Dancing, <laughs> and how about the? And doesn't the governor have some rule on dancing? It's all convoluted. Who knows? But the now. interesting that's got to be deferred, right? I, mean, I we, well, that has nothing to do with that has nothing to do with the liquor authority, and and that would be, I think, something that would probably continue. I mean, that'll continue if that's the health department rule. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, is I think especially with proms and senior balls and stuff like that, you it know, you, you, it's like it's terrible. You can't bring kids from other schools, which I can—I guess I can understand that. Sometimes but that was always a rule, even without the pandemic. Right, right. And it's so specific. Like, well, if you're in the same floor, if your classes are on the same floor at, uh, for periods one through five, you can dance with that person. But if you uh, go to switch classrooms uh, after four, after one o'clock, you can't dance with those people. It's like so specific. <laughs> now there is something very interesting to uh, to note here, is, is that. Are you noticing that the restrictions are now being lightened when it comes to wedding receptions and banquets and that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. There is a really funny uh, coincidence. There and, is indeed. And, and, Andrew, that is? That uh, Governor Cuomo's youngest daughter is set to be wed on June 12th at the executive mansion. 
And June 11th, all the restrictions are <laughs> are going to go away. Yeah, it is. Party hardy. It'll be the it'll be the Cuomo party hardy rule. It's going to be the biggest party this mansion has ever seen. I'm going to be kissing men, women, children, grandparents. There's the so. father daughter dance. There's the father sister dance. There's the father mother in law dance. There's the father. It'll be a lot of fun. There's, There's going to be the father and then all of the friends of the bride dance and grope. <laughs> Uh, the chicken dance will be, I'll oh, grab that's, that's you, a... <laughs> I'll keep grabbing you until you yell chicken. <laughs> that's the new chicken dance. Oh, oh boy. How low can he go? <laughs> uh, so I will say this, though. A lot of... I'm electric. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> boogie, I'm sorry. boogie, boogie. <laughs> um, some people are saying... Basically saying the governor is allowing all this stuff to go on now, easing all these restrictions because his daughter is getting married. I think that's probably not the case. Well, it's just what would we be saying right now if the CDC came out with their recommendation about masks and all these other states are doing all these things that you don't have to wear a mask and you can go and they're reducing capacity and there's 15,000 people at Madison Square Garden, yet at the same time the governor's playing hardball with the, well, I yeah. don't know, that's not, I don't agree with the CDC. My guess We'd is, be killing him. My well, guess he is, has done that before. My, he has, and, and he hasn't as of late, but my guess is you'd be saying, why do we live in California? This is ridiculous. Because <laughs> yeah, really. that's what they've been through. Yeah, I mean, they delayed it for, for 30 days. I think they're still in their old restrictions. I think it's unbelievable because out there it's seventy degrees at least every yeah, day. You do sunshine. so much outside. Yeah. Uh, although the you know the cities you have the density and they had it tough, but but um, I, I think at some point you got to just say let's get through this. Uh, the numbers are low, and you know be responsible, do the right thing, and let's try to get back to some normal. And how is how is Kevin Newsom sticking with this for another or for another 30 days what he's got a, probably a couple of weeks left now i would think while right? he's that was, that was first announced right um right when when it was right right, right when the cdc made that drop the mask uh, right. announcement but you remember cuomo didn't uh, cuomo held off for another three or four days before yeah. he uh, he allowed it well interestingly and and it's funny uh because we had said it how does it feel because he would he would come out there and drop a bombshell in a live press conference, and all the local officials across the state would go, "Wait a minute, what what what, what just changed? Yeah, what happened?" Yeah. No no warning. I think he kind of felt the same way. They they eased that. That was a big shock to everybody. Yeah, they came uh, out. Totally agree. Uh, let's see the. By the way, the Cuomo impeachment. If you want an update on that, right yeah. now the uh, the impeachment probe uh, led by the attorney general in New York has interviewed. How many people do you think they've interviewed? So this would tell you, is are they really investigating? So how many people have been inter- interviewed, do you think? Uh, over 50. Uh, I was, You're saying over 50? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to go that way, that way too. Uh, 75. It's up to 75. That's a pretty good number. Yeah. And I'm assuming that just does not include, uh, that includes other people, witnesses, uh, not necessarily victims. Right, if right, you right, will. right. We call them. Correct. Uh, victims. I think that's what they are, are. They're calling them. Speaking of that, Mickey Calloway has yeah, just crazy. been put on the uh, on the disabled list, the injured list, whatever they call that. The right. IL. 
he is no longer available. He's basically barred from baseball right now. The inappropriate list? Is that, or, what, is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they, there is an exact thing. It's on the back of your sports page there. Um, I think it's an eligible list. It's it, it, I think it's the IL, which is what everybody goes on, right? If a player is well, not available, they go on the ineligible list. They've changed it from the yeah. disabled list. I think the word disabled was becoming offensive. Right. So correct. The, the the players who are injured is the injured list, but I think in Callaway's case, it's the ineligible list. You're correct. Callaway's fired by the Angels. Um, he was after being placed on the ineligible list. According to the Athletic, Callaway will be banned through the end of 2022, following the league's investigation into alleged sexual misconduct. And it might go on past. He's going to have to ask to be reinstated. The news outlet reports five women accused the former coach of sending shirtless photos, requesting naked photos, and other improper conduct. Such instances occurred while he was the pitching coach in Cleveland and the manager of the New York Mets. Can I get a quote, uh, Mickey? Well, it depends on what you send me tonight in my inbox. (laughs) And you have to look at this picture of me with my shirt off. Um, Who unsolicited does that? I don't know. I don't as a know. guy. As a guy, I think you have a problem. I think you you must have a problem. <laughs> if you don't know that that's wrong, inappropriate, and going to get you into hot water, then you must have a problem. And and you know this is not the story of um, you know he was it was the it was the Christmas party. It was everybody's together. Everybody's doing inappropriate things. And I just went too far. Uh, this is, I was holding a press conference <laughs> at the end of my daily job. And I, this is what I, this is what I did. I, I just don't understand it. Right? I, I agree. I, I didn't mean to laugh at that because I, I don't think it's funny. I was reading a comment here from John and Marcy who uh, who's weighing in on the upcoming wedding. And he said there's going to be a special dance at the wedding. It'll be the father and someone else's daughter dance. (laughs) (laughs) That is far better said. Kissing optional, but highly encouraged. Yes. Yes. Um, Isn't there an old dance? There was, let's see, there was the, uh, there was the twist. There was the grope. There was the, oh, the grope. The The grope. The grope. Um... I can't believe also that he's doing this, uh, this basically a raffle for for free education. So yeah. I, I walk into But he's, the- he is including, because I know this got okay. irritated yesterday, children who've already been vaccinated. I would hope so. Because yeah. well, that would be BS. There's a weekly drawing now that's going on. Yeah. So, okay. that, so he's doing it like Ohio did it. So everyone who has been vaccinated, everyone who gets vaccinated is eligible to be in the drawing to win. Um, free tuition for four years, and at a New York at, at at New York schools. Wait, wait! Everybody so, who's been vaccinated, or everybody who's been vaccinated since they announced it? What? No, no. Everyone. What Andrew's saying is that it's including people who have previously been vaccinated. No, I didn't take since that, that started. That. Twelve to seven. Twelve to seventeen. Right. Yeah, I guess as I walked in, I got a little annoyed because I didn't understand it that way. I did I too, and I, I think that um, you could clarify that, uh, Andrew. I think that would be good. It says the offer will last for six weeks and is also available to teens who have already been vaccinated. Okay, I think that makes it pretty clear. <laughs> uh, I'd oh, include yeah. that in the uh, in the story then. Uh, Walmart, are you following this story? This is crazy. Um, a uh, Walmart has now apologized for an email that went out Containing that, and you got to be thinking that somebody did this. Well, clearly, somebody did this on purpose. 
It's an auto, it says here, it's an auto-generated email that usually contains a subject line saying, welcome to Walmart. It sent out a mass text to customers that instead read, welcome to Walmart, comma, N-word. <gasps> no. Yeah. In plural, by the way. So kind of like something, uh, I, I'm, I'm like, I, with a bass going in the background, poof, and then I could hear that in a rap song, right? Okay, yeah. But it is inappropriate for anybody else to utter those words. So what are they saying happened here? Somebody hacked in or did it they says, know the we person discovered, who It says, we discovered that an external bad actor created false Walmart accounts with obvious intent to offend our customers. Oh, my God. We were shocked in a, and uh, I think they're trying to say <laughs> appalled here, but in the story it reads, we were shocked and appealed. <laughs> to see this offensive, offensive and unacceptable, uh, these offensive and unacceptable emails. We're looking into our sign-up process to ensure something like this doesn't happen again. We're also looking into all available means to hold those responsible accountable. And all I'm saying is before you, you have the vision of who's sitting in their basement that did this, um, you don't know that it's definitely a white person that did that. It could have been somebody of color that decided... This will be funny. It could, um, it it could, could be, be somebody anybody. from outside the country, too. It could absolutely like, be. Oh, yeah. the race stuff always gets them going over there. This could be the way to, right, this could be the way to undermine America. Uh, many of those who received the email were quick to voice their outrage on social media and got the topic to trend. What's the best way to contact you guys for a very inappropriate email my daughter received in their inbox from you, said one on Twitter. While there's no evidence of any internal hack at Walmart, the company said that any falsely created accounts that were used to send the racial slur have been shut down. Um, uh, anyway, but for a company like Walmart, you're big enough where you got to hope that you have a good enough security system to prevent someone, to, someone from being able to uh, hack in like that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, where was this? This was Walmart customers across the country or one um, particular city? This went, across, this went across the country. The story comes from the Daily News, New York Daily News. Wow. Um, and Geraldo Rivera is in the news, and he tweeted about this, actually tweeted a photo out on the whole thing. Um, and I, I guess he's been up the canal a couple of times. Yeah. Um, yep. On his uh, really nice boat. And now he's on Lake Erie, and a Apparently, he was uh, boarded, pulled over, if you will, and boarded. I don't know how they refer to that. Stopped and boarded okay. by, the, uh, by the U.S. Coast Guard. And uh, they did a, a thorough 30-minute um, safety search and turned out everything was okay. They all took pictures, um, and uh, Geraldo was on his way. I think he's going to Ohio or something like that. Uh, but he, he just gets on that boat. And they sail all over the place. Can I ask? Oh, by the way, somebody said they were probably thinking you were you had President Trump on board and you were smuggling smuggling him <laughs> yeah. into Canada or something because he was right at the Canadian border. Oh my! God. Trump was not on board. Just for the record, <laughs> you said they took photos. Geraldo has photos on his Twitter page. There is an under a photo. Okay, if he if he took it, forget what I'm going to say. But there's like this rule. For instance, if 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 I go to Cooperstown to cover the Hall of Fame. As a media, as a person of media with a media credential, of, I've been kicked. I was once kicked out of uh, whatever Atlanta Stadium is is now called um, for getting autographs. You can't ask for autographs. You're not even supposed to ask for f pictures. I don't think. No, no. If you, I think the same thing applies if you're in law enforcement. You pull somebody over, 
search their vehicle. In this case, it was a boat. Hey, and then at the end, go, yeah. hey, man, ain't you that I can get a picture before? I yeah. Get the heck out I of here. I think this, uh, this picture looks like it was taken by, uh, it's on Geraldo's uh, page, so my guess is it was taken by yeah, Geraldo. It, it, it almost by sounds to me like someone, he wanted to salute them, like, hey, someone, guys, right, someone law enforcement. And then as he a, was, a part of his, his party. And then he was, he was continuing his trip and cruising down the canal. He was playing the song, I Fought the Law, and the Law Didn't Win. Yeah, there you go. Um... That's pretty cool. <coughs> sorry, I. <clears throat> sorry, COVID. That's a pretty cool um, life, though, right? You can take a, a month off and just. I know. Sail away. I know. Uh, Russell Westbrook had to leave the Sixers Wizards game with an ankle injury, and he lost his cool after a Philadelphia fan dumped popcorn on him. Oh my god! How did he respond? Um, well, he lost his cool. Here's the announcer. This is what I have. The announcer. Ripping on the fan who did it. Here's audio. Fans, come out and cheer. Come out and boo. Yell all you want. We encourage that. This is just plain stupidity. Somebody points some popcorn and any athlete, being Westbrook or whomever, they are pumped with their adrenaline. He's probably feeling bad. His team may be en route here to losing this game, too. Just a stupid thing to do. Philadelphia is up uh, 2-0 in that series. And not to mention, you know, the cost for a bag of popcorn at this game, I mean, that's the stupid part. Guy probably spent like $15 right. on that bag You're of popcorn. You're absolutely right. Now, and, you know, the butter stains the uniform. Right, it's greasy, you know. yeah. But that they don't really put butter on, on stadium popcorn. No, no. It's not like the movie theater. Well, they do the and first it's like, round. And I hate to say, but it's like popcorn. It's not like they dumped a beer on him. Right. I, I don't think it's as bad. I don't uh, think it's I good. Agree. It's not good. It's bad, but I don't think it's as bad as getting beer dumped on you. Yeah, I uh, I I agree with that. But pe- fans can't be throwing their. Yeah, food I on completely them. agree. Yeah, yeah, he did. Maybe lose he looked hungry. Cool, I don't know. Maybe he was. You know, he looked like he needed a snack. I, but the fan. It looks like they they found out who the fan was, and I see him getting uh, escorted out escorted of the out stadium and beaten. I believe. <laughs> There's a back well, room were, somewhere. If they were in Philly, you probably got cheered. Uh, TikTok user Amy Addison took part in a trend where you reveal the insane way you found out your ex-spouse was cheating on you. Here she, here's how she is explaining how a birth announcement exposed her then-husband, exposed the fact that he was living a double life. And this is quite interesting. So about a week before our 10th wedding anniversary... I was in my office looking through the newspaper. They would publish birth announcements. So I see my husband's name and some other female's name. Knows it was his name because it was an unusual name. So I look at the hospital website where they had also would post pictures of new babies. Typed in his name and her first name. Sure enough, they had a baby boy a few days prior. But not only that, they had a baby girl about a year and a half before oh. that. Wow. wow. How is that guy agreeing to take pictures and allowing his name to be in a birth announcement? Well, you don't have to, right? I mean, I, the guy, the woman could have said unknown. Wow. Look, I, I mean. And you can always go back and change that if you decide you, you guys want to be together. But that could have been um, could have been unknown. I'm not saying that this is acceptable. Please don't misunderstand me. But but there is the stepping out, right, and you end up hooking up with somebody, right? random situation. Then there is the carried on a simultaneous relationship and simultaneous family 
with another person, which is I, a whole new level. I think this happens more often than we, you know, you'll see it. Um, actually, you see it almost all the time on Lifetime. The Lifetime. Oh, oh yeah. Every it's, man. That's right. In the yeah. Lifetime villages that they've created. Correct. Correct. Acts this way. Has two different or three, maybe, different yeah. families going on. And the uh, ones who don't are actually just physically abusive. Um, this is, I, I kind of felt like only Americans are, are ridiculous, but um, I guess it's the rest of the world. Maybe it's just the human race in general. Um, you know how you see the uh, these people went nuts a few years ago at the New York Art Gallery for the blank canvas? Uh, right, right. Yeah. So what is the blank canvas? Well, it's a canvas, and there's nothing there. You mean you painted white on it? Nope, didn't do anything. I just hung it up. A lot of it has to do with the way the light reflects on it, I think. But people went nuts over this thing. How brilliant the yeah. blank canvas. I don't Because see it. they can picture what they want the art correct, to be. Correct. Although, correct. as a procrastinator, this is a procrastinator's <laughs> dream. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, let me see the ideas you've come up with today. And you now, give them a blank piece of paper and you go, I, look at this. Smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> For those defending the artist... I guess you'd have to be a really great artist in order for somebody to say, well, we know he, what he can accomplish right. or she can accomplish. The fact that this is almost like a, you know, a modern type uh, interpretation of art. I mean, it's brilliant. What a brilliant. No one's ever thought of this brilliant. before. Uh, now, if I were to do it, like, check this out. Look what I've done. <laughs> I would just be a guy that went over to Michael's and picked up a canvas and put yeah. it on the wall. Well, Bill, you may, stupid. you may be able to submit it at the Summer Arts Fest. <laughs> I might do it. Coming back I year. might do it. Blank canvas. You know, I copied this exactly the way that guy did in New York. If you look, this is a complete... I did about the same job that he did, and I'm I'm a novice at it. It's incredible. You know, and you said it, nobody's. Some people think, well, nobody's ever thought of this before. Actually, someone has. The guy who makes the canvases. Uh, you're right. You're right. If, He's if the only, true artist. If only everyone would do it. By the way, um, I bring this up because artist Salvatore Garou, I believe I'm saying it properly, sold the very first invisible sculpture. Oh, and it, stop it. It's, and it's sold, <laughs> honest to God. And it's sold, and by the way, it's entitled A Concentration of Thoughts. Um, it's sold for 15,000 euros. And there's so, nothing. The person who bought it got nothing. It is a, an invisible sculpture. Oh, only in See, the world. Just like the one on my shoulder here. See it? Only in, in the how, world. Where, look how strong I am. <laughs> only in the world where you can make more money sitting at home on the couch than actually going to work. You're right. Do we have the invisible canvas and yeah. we have the invisible yeah. sculpture uh, that people pay fifteen thousand dollars for? Yes. Uh, and by the way, Rachel Sutherland, you can rent that for your home for a measly ten thousand dollars if you'd like. We'll and we'll send it through email to you. It's incredible. Uh, Rachel's, it would definitely be a conversation piece in my home. You're right, and it, it gets people talking, doesn't it? it really the most does. common feedback I I'm got was... i when I have my first people over, I'm going to say, I have an invisible sculpture. Don't you love it? Isn't it And beautiful? then there's going to be those people that are like, eh, I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> of course you don't. You don't have the ability that I have. Uh, good morning, Rachel Sutherland. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, we're moving along through all of this, um, and actually, in New York, things are getting uh, are getting better, and uh, and uh, and we now are to a point where President Biden is standing up 
and uh, and saying we need answers as to where this virus came from and whether or not it really did come from the Wuhan lab, all right? Yes, the president has ordered intelligence agencies to uh, investigate more deeply into that idea uh, and into the idea it could have been natural in origin, but to investigate the idea it could have come from a lab, and he's given them 90 days to report back. You know, a year ago, uh, if you had posted something like this on social media, you would have been uh, flagged. So right, it's interesting right. how things change I, all of a sudden. So glad you pointed that out, Rachel. Yeah. Well, so the, the the reality is um, it, it, it does need to be investigated, but really investigated. What the World Health Organization did did not seem, I mean, uh, there were many, many obstacles put up, and you had to follow the criteria set forth by the, by the Chinese. There needs to be a real investigation. Well, and I'm wondering, we have 17 intelligence agencies all under the director of national intelligence. We have spies. Uh, it, the right. idea that we're more than a year out in this, and we still don't know, yeah. it, it, it seems preposterous. But, it really does. Uh, maybe we'll know something at the end of 90 days, but the worry is that maybe we know something and it's classified, or maybe we'll just mm-hmm. get a little bit of information. And it's really frustrating because our lives in, have been turned upside down, and people yeah. have lost <clears> loved ones. I mean, we need to know, and it's very frustrating that we're this far out and we still don't know if it was a bat uh, or, you know, a natural yeah, phenomenon yeah. or in a lab. Well, and, uh, you know, you, you bring up, uh, we have spies, we have, uh, think of what, what we can do with, God forbid, a, uh, a, a jumbo jet that goes down and crashes into a million pieces. And mm-hmm. it's scattered all over the, uh, all over the, a, a region of, of somewhere in the world. Yeah, I, I, we can go in and we can start putting pieces together. We can basically put all the pieces together to the point where we know exactly what happened. How do we do that? And we can't figure this out. Well, what about that aircraft that disappeared? Isn't that still? It's, it's still, still missing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> aircraft. I don't know what happened to it. I mean, I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate. But right. yeah, I do right. believe we should have known something by now, and maybe we will, but then the question is, what do we do about it? And that's where it gets really complicated with China. Yeah. Spoken uh, like a true conspiracy theorist, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the re- and you know the other part of this, though, too, is hearing it from Biden is kind of, uh, like everything else from, from Jill Biden, it's, it's not as exciting as what you'd get from President Trump, because usually President Trump was deflecting some Russian allegations by saying, look over here, the Chinese, they, they caused all of this with a, with a, from a lab. So I think that the way the world reacts to Joe Biden is so much different than, yeah. than the excitement of President Trump. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was a little bit uh, of an uh, anticlimax there with this. But, uh, you know, the hope is that we will come to some kind of conclusion. But, again, and knowing what happened and, and the actions that will come out of that, they're two separate things. And so um, I'll be waiting along with everyone else to yeah. find out because it's been really frustrating not to know. And then one more one more note. I mean, it, it is not uh, going out there on a limb and assuming that the Chinese government has hidden what really happened. I mean, think of how they dealt with the virus. I mean, people, they, the human rights and, and the rights of humans – Played no role in their uh, in their battle against coronavirus. No, remember they were welding people shut into mm-hmm. their homes. Yep. I mean yep. that should have been like it was scary at the time to see that and think that that is just unbelievable. So yep. uh, 
but that's the action they took to contain it, and it still didn't contain it. Right. Okay, Rachel, thanks so much. You have a wonderful thanks. day. Uh, Rachel Sutherland from Fox News. It's 6.53. We'll break and, uh, and come back here. Much to get to today. This morning, uh, we will talk with uh, with conservative... Uh, he was formerly at a radio show, right? Uh, but now he travels the uh, the country uh, defending and promoting the conservative values of his father, um, Michael Reagan, the son of the late President Ronald Reagan, get is, is on this morning. And we've got about a... Um, Andrew's told me about a 30-second window with him. <laughs> and, no. What do we have? It's like eight minutes, nine minutes? Uh, I think we're going to end up having ten, hopefully. Ten minutes, okay. So we got to get all our questions in there. Uh, he'll be talking about the Reagan Legacy Foundation, uh, which honors veterans with uh, the Walk Away to Victory Project. Uh, Michael Reagan, the son of President Reagan, on the, hour, uh, on the air next hour. That's going to be pretty cool.